Hello, we are uh, we're doing a special opening day podcast uh, here on opening day, talking about the start of the baseball season. Finally, it's been a long, long off season of yeah. of not well, a lot of nothingness actually. Yeah, it was like the year before actually. It was sort of all drawn out because all the big stuff happened near the end. There's like a lot of waiting. I mean, there was still news to come pretty much all off season well and there still is there's two big free agents still left yeah I don't think maybe they're just going to have the year off or maybe they're going to sign while we're recording this um, oh, that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah that would be quite to funny to immediately make our podcast out of date yeah um, although it's not I guess this podcast is going to go out of date quite quickly because anyway, we're going to talk about opening day which starts yeah. in five, in five hours. hours roughly so yeah, we're, we're basically we should get on with it then, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the, I mean, the the big thing people talk about on opening day is the pitch up a lot of time. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is the game to watch. Well, and it's that it's it's not often you get where people can just put their best pitcher out on one given day. Yeah. You think even the division matchups like is quite rare that you get the two like aces going against each other. Um, yeah. So it should, it's meant to be fun to be like 30 really elite pitchers, but it's not like that so much this year. No, it's it's why it's the changes with in baseball isn't it, over the last years that sort of led to that. With teams not really caring about having an ace anymore. Well, like the Brewers, who were really last year, like Julius Jacin, their opening day starter. It's like not something you would have had a few years ago for a postseason team. Okay, so, well, then that game, in fact, is a really good point. So Miles Mikolas was excellent last year, um, and I guess some people would put the ace label on him, but I'm not going to do that yet. Um, but he's basically like a gen, had a really good season, and he's he's probably going to be good this year, and probably going to throw a lot of innings. And Julius Chassin had a really nice year, but like that's not that exciting. And those teams are like division rivals. And could both in like over ninety games this year. It's quite reasonable to that thing. Yeah, and you... <laughs> that's the pitching matchup. It's just a bit. Meh. Yeah. Well, you've you've ranked them, haven't you, in your article that went out yeah. the other day? And um, the top two are quite obvious. I guess. I guess anybody. Wh- which way round have you gone? They. Oh, and Degrom, Scherzer, and the, Verlander, the, Snell. The battle of the seconders, isn't it? Both of them. Yeah. Are. Um. Yeah. Yeah, DeGrom Scherzer is, is a pretty nice one, isn't it? I guess there's also it's got the extra thing of it being a divisional matchup. Yeah, it's it's gonna be just like those two might face each other more often, which maybe you could argue should drop lower. Also, four Cy Young awards combined and Jacob DeGrom was so obscenely good last season. I'd just about pick that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this, the arrays as well are, are more about um, with them being all about the bullpen stuff, aren't they, nowadays? It's like that's might not be such tradi- traditional um, ace-like pitching um, competition. Yeah, the, you might just it's get like... like... Snell probably not going to go super deep. It's not going to be one of those two, two guys like scoreless after eight innings. No, that's that's absolute peak, but yeah. it's at his best. Um, yeah, yeah well, it's it, not really happening. It's also quicker for the people that want the game. Yeah, it would also they know him. Yeah, just get completely dominated, and the game's over in two hours. 
because someone like an error and then wins the game. That's quick. They're gonna get people into baseball. I'm not sure. No, but um, yeah. So there's so those you watch back to back. Yeah, Mets Nationals and, and then uh, Astros Rays. Although probably gonna be Alliance. Yeah, I I might have to double screen for those two. I think I might have to double yeah. screen going. I want to see Verlander now. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm gonna try, but I don't know if my laptop will handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you've got on, so what? I could try and get it on the TV. Yeah, as well. Then I could have three running, I suppose, or just get my other, my old laptop and try and get that going. But that might be a bit ambitious for the Wi-Fi. It's good. It's good though. Wi-Fi really good. Uh, I don't know if it's good enough for that. Oh, what free? You mean free game? Yeah, yeah. It might struggle. Yeah. Um, so on that, this, uh, what? Who? What do you like on opening day? These matches. Um, which else are you gonna watch? So further, um, I'll probably watch Chris Sale because it's Chris Sale and it's on late. I think that should be still going. Is that the latest one? That's, that starts at eleven, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I'm gonna go that. Go um, West Avenue for the for the full free max free games in a row. Yeah, I actually experience. I quite like um, Jameson Tyon versus Luis Castillo. I had that seventh on yeah, my ranking. Castillo's a bit bad though, isn't he? Well, yes, he is. He was here, but he was really good the year before, and they're both. Like, they've obviously both got a huge impact on what their teams are going to be this year. Like, they're both kind of trying to compete. Tyon was really good last season. Um, I don't know. I think there's there's less predictability. So, I ranked that quite a bit higher than, say, like I've got John Lester and Mike Miner way down because, like, it's just... Yeah. It's just... You've been watching them for years and it, they're still good yeah, maybe yeah. good okay but like yeah John Lester's not that exciting anymore is he no uh, I quite like not so much the pitching matchup I mean Braves Phillies on opening day well that, that yeah. combined with having the Mets Nationals on opening day that's the uh, the four contenders in the most exciting division yeah all playing each other I quite like that well that yeah. that one might not be that close based on the matchup yeah, well, that's that's going to be interesting to see. Tehran versus Aaron Nola. Yeah, although it depends how like, because I, I think there's, there's a lot of points to Nola being like the guy he was last year forever now, like just this loads of strikeouts, not many guy, but he's also one year as ever. He's he has yeah. he has pitched quite a lot before and not been that good. Um, I, I don't quite like him though. I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's certain players that, with them, with one year of them being good, um, you can't kind of dismiss it. But I, I don't know. With, with Nola, I, I I kind of feel like he's one of those guys that's sorted something out. He was really good on rate right, and and velocity and that sort of thing. Um, I I agree. I don't. I wouldn't bet against him by any means. Um, and obviously, like the former top prospect stuff, Actually, you kind yeah. of take into account. Yeah, yeah, but, but that, I think that's a big thing. But I also, I just, I don't know. I'm still always going to be a bit like, remain to be convinced, even if I'm like 95% convinced he's good. 
It's just, is he that good? Because last year he had a 2.37 RA. Yeah, probably that's not that obscene. good. I, I, he's probably not going to be that good this year, I don't think. No, because that's like a ridiculous ass. That's like Clayton Kershaw at his best sort of stuff. Um, and because of their rotation, he, he needs to be like... So even if we accept he's going to be worse than that, how much worse? Because I don't think they've got that much margin for error with their pitching. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He's the one they're sort of banking on, aren't they? They're banking him on him being close to that good again. Yeah. They're hoping for improvements from everyone else. Um, uh, I, f- I find the um, the Indians Twins one semi interesting as well because again it's a divisional game and Berrios yeah. is in a similar spot to um, well to Tyon and, and Castillo and also a bit to Nola where it's like best pitcher on the staff probably or hopefully and needs to be like the upper end of what you could expect from him yeah because um, again, that's... quite pressure on, really. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't important... tell you Berrios because they are the Twins are hoping to get back to contending again this year after basically having a year off last year, it seemed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was well, he was still competent last year, but he's he basically seemed really promising, didn't he? In twenty seventeen, he had that spell where he was really good and then dropped off. And it's basically there's quite a lot of pressure on him to sort of sustain that. Yeah, and and the thing with um, it's not like one star. If they have a really bad star, it's baseball doesn't work like that. Where it's like, oh, he's having a terrible year now. But no, I just I I think opening day is still significant as much as it's easy to make baseball very very cold. There is psychological yeah. stuff at play, and for a team like the Twins, with a rotation that's it's, I don't think it's necessarily question marks in their rotation. It's just a bit like of a massive shrug. It's like they've got to be solid, yeah, um, and even then, it might not be enough. Um, well, it's, it's the if thing. You, like, if you got, um, sorry, oh, sorry, I'm sort of interrupting you. But uh, I was going to say, it's sort of the thing, a bit like in spring training, how the the stat, spring training stats don't really matter because because of the tiny sample size. It's sort of it's more about like watching them and how they perform yeah rather than you know if they could give up loads of runs but it doesn't mean they've pitched badly it's like that's what happens in baseball it's more about how they look yeah i think i think in the but in the case of someone like berrios if he got like blown up a bit tonight you know like doesn't make it out of the third or fourth inning and they get smashed uh, it's one loss. They've got 161 games to make up for it, but that's gonna that that does impact pitches onto their next start. I think. Yeah. Particularly when you've got the sort of pressure that he has. I think and they're, the, they're an interesting yeah, team this year as well. Having a strong start, I think, can make a can make a big difference, can it? To like like psychologically, like you're saying, you know, that's sort of. Um, I mean, talking about the Giants a little bit, they try and not talk about them too much. Because it would just go down a rabbit hole and never come out of it. But um, yeah, it's quite looking forward to watching Bomb on opening day again. Well, he's he's going to be mean, an interesting one as really, well because his last opening day, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Home runs. I mean, <laughs> yeah, one of the the most clutch performances I've ever seen. And well, that that opening day, it's probably um, 
But I mean, that's probably the biggest target I can think of for not having the Universal DH. Yeah. That one game. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just... Like, what was it? So, did he... Wait, did he hit... Did he hit a home run to take the lead? The first one? Yeah, because he was perfect through, like, four or five innings. Yeah, and they weren't scoring any runs. They and then he gave the up. He did gave he up a, a home run. Was that... Was that when they were? Did he take the lead with that with the first home run, or was that? Um... I think he did. Yeah, I think he took the lead with both home runs. I but with the second one was that. after he'd given up runs. Yeah, so the, perfect, I think it might be in the, the bottom of the inning. He was perfect hit home run because no one else was scoring any runs or giving any offense to to put them on track for the win. Then he gave up some runs, and the next inning hit another home run to go ahead again. Yeah. See, is, is that the only? It's the only pitcher ever to hit two home runs on opening day I mean it's quite a specific stat but yeah but still. not many pitchers are going to have hit two home runs in a game full stop but no. it, was, it was just yeah that was it was basically the last time any could be optimistic about Giants baseball for that one one evening and, and that's the best thing about opening day is as much as like well I spent most of winter looking at projections and judging each move a team's made yeah. is that going to add half a win there I mean, is just most teams i think have like enough reason to think well what if what if this happened and that guy was who yeah. he was two years I mean, ago not probably probably not the orioles or tigers but almost anyone else apart from them, them i reckon it's sort of a, yeah it's like well there's every year with projections there's always a couple of teams that are quite a way off what they were projected and yeah it's sort the, of like you know, someone someone is going to overperform what everyone is expecting, and what all the stats right. suggest they are they're going to perform. And there someone's going to be, be one rubbish. Going to do it. Yeah, and there's one of the good teams which is not going to be any good. Someone's going to be rubbish. It, I think there's a good chance this year it will be. Um, well, it, this is very obvious and actually quite stupid. I wish I hadn't started this sentence. It's going to be in the NL Central or East that one of those, like where there's this supposed four-headed race, that it's just not going to end up like that. They're like I think yeah. there's. A, one of them, it could be any of them, to be honest. All it takes is like, like Christian is injured, Lorenzo Kane drops off a bit, and suddenly you're like the Brewers are definitely the fourth best team in that division. Um, or like the Mets do their thing, and all of their pitchers get flu for six months, and then they lose 25 games to start the season, and then the Mets are worse than the Marlins. Or, so uh, it's, it's the best thing about opening day is how exciting it is for everyone. And even as neutrals, like looking at it, it's like, oh my god, they could all win ninety games. But really, there's a good chance, even in the most competitive divisions, it's going to be. It's unlikely to even be a three-horse race, to be honest. In September, yeah, this, I mean, yeah, it's not very often you get it. Um, get it well, there's so many teams that are actually competing. You occasionally get it where there's two competing, and then there's another one that that's like in the wild card chase or something. Yeah, but it's not often where you actually have four, like properly close. I mean, the the NL, um, the NL East. Well, actually, they're more four of them were that close, were they? But they had three that were very close for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't. So, it's hard to find like to even try and make the outlandish guess now which team it is that drops off. I think that's a lot of what people are kind of doing. I see a lot of like out the massively outlandish predictions for the season, like um, you know, what the, I've seen a lot of negativity like around the Braves, for instance, 
which is an easy argument to make because of their their pitching injuries and the uncertainty of prospects. Um, but yeah, should, should we move on to to something like awards? What predicting the end of season awards? Yeah, or any surprise candidates that you think there's going to be for that? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So where should we start? What? So we've got the rookie of the year. Do you want to try and predict rookie of the year from each division? I mean, that's always difficult because. You can always end up with someone just performing really well in the minors. Yeah, it's, it's really, really hard. Um, I like Victor Robles' chance in the in the National League. Yeah, I, I, this is you've not you put me on the spot a bit here actually, so I've not actually. Um, I'm gonna have to add you some candidates. There's Peter Alonso. Yeah, I, actually, that's a really good shout. Because he's also on the opening day roster now, which is yeah, he's he's like first base, isn't it? Which he's, is really big news, unless he's really really strong. the everyday first baseman. Um, I'm just scrolling the teams here, trying to think of any that got prospects like coming up. I mean, I've got a, a cheeky outside shout actually. I think this is this is probably a, a more ridiculous prediction than the ones I was going to. I was going to say Kyle Wright, but like these guys are. Are already in the majors. I think Keston here is a very interesting one. Yes, he Actually, could be up quickly. He's, he's only is he, has he played Double A yet? I think he was Double A for a bit last year, but, but he's High A, wasn't he? I think. But he's a, a very very good hitter. Yeah. And if if they get either he'll if he's brilliant, he obviously has to be brilliant early in the season. But if he like um if they get desperate or like they get injuries on the infield. Yeah. Well, you I. I don't know actually. I don't know if anyone else has said this. Um, I've not seen much, but about the Brewers and all the stuff they've been doing with second base, like last yeah. season, and they're planning to do this year. Well, I, th- I think are they start planning to start Mustakas second base at the start of this year. I think. Oh, and they're doing Shaw. It was Shaw last year, know. or maybe it's I maybe it it's Shaw. But I saw stuff about Mustakas learning to play. Second. Oh, I, it looks like he's been playing second in spring, so maybe it's Mustakas. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, one that. of those guys who aren't really second basemen. I mean, I. I'd suggest that that's well. Keston Hero probably has quite a bit to do with that. They're not getting a proper second baseman. Yeah, it's basically they're like he's he's that good a prospect, even for a team that's competing. They're they're basically preparing for him to arrive, and he he should be up some point this year. It's basically a question of if he's up early enough, isn't it? Yeah, and if you look at his his offensive numbers in the minors, he's basically just raked like nonstop. Um, yeah. So I, I think he's he's one that like if you're betting on it he's pretty long odds because he seems like he's miles away, but we know how quickly these guys can come up and particularly on a contending team, they are gonna, well you'd hope, like say they get an injury to one of those two guys or they're just struggling, they're not yeah. gonna waste time calling him up I don't think and like you say look they've basically made space for him, perhaps this year. Um, yeah, it's another so- actually. Um... Slightly obvious contender, but a pitcher just to Chris Paddock. Yeah, is the the one like pitcher that's going to contend. Although pitchers seem to only usually win it if no, no hitters have really stood it out. Yeah, if no hitters yeah. have actually got any base hits, then a pitcher might win it. But like, yeah. they don't seem to have much of a chance most of the time. But yeah, like Chris Paddock, if he has has a good year, he could do. It. Yeah, I've not watched Chris Paddock to be honest. 
but like reading about him, I don't know. It seems, it seems. I feel. I seems like he's he's going to have like a slightly limited ceiling. I mean, yeah. he could still be very very good, but he's. From what I can tell, he seems to basically be a. Be a fastball changeup guy. He's one of these guys that is like he's got really good control for a prospect. So it's like, yeah, he could pitch in the majors. But it's also like, well, what's going to improve? Like scouting reports I've read say that he's, um, that he's basically not even close to having a breaking ball that's like any good. I mean, it's, the package changeups are really, really good, but still, it's like two pitches. For and the thing pitcher. with those guys basically can't ever miss their spot, can they? It's like, no, th there's just no margin for error. There's yeah, obviously I, quite I think concerning. He, I think he has got up to like mid mid-ish like up to like 96 with fastball I mean he does occasionally but he's generally like a like a 92 93 mile an hour fastball with a yeah. change up sort of guy so it's sort of yeah I, he's, he's sort of not super exciting as pitching prospects go at least like you know a lot of pitching prospects recently that's you know they they like throw like 99 <laughs> yeah with an absolutely hideous curveball as well like yeah but then maybe uh, it's, it's probably uh, more reliable though. So a guy that's got control, it's like he's, you know, he's, he's he is probably going to be a major league pitcher for this year. Like he's probably not going to really struggle. There's also a chat, you know, he's also got less of a chance of being amazing. Feels like. Yeah, just like a small window. It's like it doesn't yeah. seem like that's going to make him an ace at any point. But then, yeah. as we we're just saying, like you with, don't necessarily yeah. an ace. No, and with the other pitching prospects they've got. Like you know, a couple of those come up in like next year or so, and they're they're the guys that are, have got the ridiculous stuff. Yeah, and one of the one of those works out. You have him as like your your third guy or something. It's pretty handy, potentially. But yeah, anyway, uh, what about the America? Because we, we that was quite a lot of time talking about the uh, where we're going to get for all these awards. Um, I'm going to not say Vlad because that's so boring. Yeah. It's I mean, the Eloy. I feel it's, uh, the, the obvious one is like between those two. It's the almost career. certainly between them. Kyle yeah. Tucker? Yeah, actually. Maybe. Um, there's always going to be people like surprised, though, aren't there? There's going to be like, a couple of surprise candidates. Yeah, I'm not enough a prospect to know. know all of the depth people's farm systems. No. Unfortunately. Um. I, I can I can look around a bit, but that's about as far as I, think, I can do. Yeah, like Vlad Eloy, Kyle Tucker are the obvious ones. I can think of many people beyond. Got to be honest. No, the thing is with those guys, they're so highly rated as well. Yeah, I I, I think it's the thing with with a lot of the American leagues. There's a a lot of teams that are really bad and don't have many prospects. Oh, actually, Austin Hayes possibly. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's loads of teams that are really bad and don't really have prospects yet. All those are teams that are that are really good, and uh, most of their good prospects already arrived. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You don't you don't have any of the not many teams on the way up. Well, any Whereas teams on the way up actually. Like it's like it seems like everyone is sort of like n not many national their peak. There's like or weren't last year, and maybe some of them are this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's a point is that there's even they've got a few of the elite prospects like the three we just mentioned, 
I was actually Forrest Whitley is um oh yeah is probably probably going to be up there as well. But they, they've got like the very top guys. Um, but it doesn't feel like you've got farms where there's just going to be like a ton of people coming up because the oh. White Sox are still waiting for some. And then obviously Michael Kopech's injury. The Rays always have some, don't they? Yeah, the Rays have just got like random people appearing. Yeah, well, there's some just... highly rated ones as well that I think maybe. Uh, what's yeah. the name of the, the pitch that Tommy John actually? I mean, he's just Tommy oh. on, so. Honeywell. Yeah. Brandywell. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to pitch enough this year for for that. So, um, yeah, we've not even a particularly good prediction on it on the uh, on the American League, I mean, but I don't I'm think there's that much to say. Yeah, I'd, I'm I mean, just because he's up for opening day. Well, he's going to be up all year, definitely. Like Vladimir Guerrero is sort of. You assume they'd bring him up after the service time thing, but you know what if he? I mean, it's unlikely. But what if he's like not quite as good in AAA? They'll probably be like, you know, more excuses to keep him down for a bit longer. Yeah. And stuff. Um, so yeah. Okay. What? 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 Which other awards now? So Cy Young and or MVP. Uh, the other awards, aren't they? Let's go Cy first. Okay. Uh, it's, it's Max Scherzer, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's really hard to not say Max Scherzer, isn't it? Um, I think Noah Syndergaard's quite an interesting pick if he if he can actually pitch enough innings. There's, there's a, it's a thing with like with Degrom last year, isn't it? With both of them, they both had like injuries like on and off for like the whole careers. It's basically Degrom was fit for a year and he was really really good. Yeah, and that, that's the thing with the Mets in general. Same with Syndergaard as well. It's sort of like, you know, if he's healthy for a full year, he's potentially like the top, well, top like free pitcher in baseball. Yeah, his stuff is that hideous, isn't it? Just like absolutely freaky, freaky stuff. Um, like if he could get somewhere near 2016 when he did 180 and you feel like he's got that. He had a 2.29 FIP in 2016. He, he's he got that potential to have, well, maybe not quite what DeGrom did last year because that's sort of a freak, but he could be just like win it by a mile, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the other contenders, there aren't really many, are there actually? Like, they're in the National League East. Um, there's the Rockies yeah, guys, but I can't see that happening. No, not not playing at um, at Coors Field. Although the, basically they get the hitters get a boost, so the hitters are more likely to win MVP. Although people seem to like vote the other way, a bit too much. Don't make up for it with the pitchers. That's the thing. So it's yeah. like they just lose out in general. Um, uh. Some of the younger guys in like the American League Central. Oh, well, actually, Walker Bueller. Yes. Yeah, that's Walker a good Bueller point. Is potential. He was really good last year. He's the outside pick, isn't he? He's yeah. the outside pick if he can stay healthy and where they don't He's need to. Possibly, like... possibly got a better chance than Kershaw. Oh no, I'd say he definitely does. I'd say he's definitely yeah. got a better chance because Kershaw's just not going to play enough to win it. Like it's, it's it's that simple. Um, he's already got this, like 
shoulder soreness and he's not going to play a game until the middle of April um, so I think that's that's quite reasonable yeah and then with the American League American um, League actually, actually pick for National League so yeah you've got one you've got to pick one the the outlandish one or the, the most likely because the most likely is Max Scherzer okay Max Scherzer then the Max Scherzer dead but I'd, I'd actually go I'm going to go Syndergaard for for if you had to bet on it, considering what the odds would probably be, I think I'd go no okay. Syndergaard. That's quite a good way to do it, actually. I'd probably still bet on Scherzer, because I think it's going to be Scherzer. <laughs> yeah, his odds are, are very short, but I think yeah, that's fair enough. you're not going to make much money, like... but still. <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably going to win. <laughs> yeah. Um, so American League, got the got the pitches from the Ashley's matchup later. Yep. Um, obviously... And any guys? Yeah, they it feels like Kluber or Bauer are pretty solid bets on this, doesn't it? I mean, Kluber's consistency is remarkable. Yeah, I, well, I, I quite I quite like Bauer because of the I don't know. Well, he, he's he's big into um, data and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, using all the data stuff and and basically keeps like keeps trying to improve every year like every off season so like last off season when he broke out a lot he'd added he'd added a, which one was it was it slider uh, I can't remember which I think pitch it was he added slider he added last year it's either that way or the other way around and then this off season he's added a change up or at least like reworked on a change up a lot um, and it's basically you know it has the same impact as last year uh with like he now has another pitch that's really good. Um, he could be like even better. Yeah. So would he be your your pick for it then? I think he would. With the thing where if you bet, if you have to bet on it for the odds. What about your most likely? Um. Maybe I don't know. It might actually be Bauer as well. I think my most likely is Justin Verlander. Yeah, maybe. Oh, it's Garrett Cole as well, actually. Yeah, quite like him as a pick. Yeah, I'd go Verlander most likely. Um, basically, weight of just like the catalogue of brilliance he's had. Um, and last year he was really exceptionally good almost yeah. overlooked amid like 290 strikeouts and a whip only just over 0.9 is is obscene quite frankly it was just the, like there were guys that were even better than him um, he's quite old though yeah but he Probably was he was quite old last yeah. season as well like I, I don't yeah I don't I, I kind of I just have, yeah. I have faith that he can be that guy and the yeah, I, I mean it's just I, the thing of him I feel like is just does the I mean at some point he's going to be a bit worse isn't he even if he's still very good he's just he is just going to keep getting at some point he's going to drop off a bit and it's yeah. each year that goes past when he's, it gets more likely that the next year is the year that he drops off because he how old is he like 36 yeah I mean Scherz is pretty old but I don't think he's quite that old Kluber's going to turn 36 months. 
the next think month's the, the other thing with Verlander as well though is so Kluber and Scherzer well no Scherzer Scherzer's been around pitching for quite a while I think hasn't he but uh, but Kluber anyway and I think Scherzer as well to an extent have both basically um, only really got they've got to their peaks like quite late I think yeah yeah I think that's fair so you know they've not actually been like the main guy on the staff like pitching like 200 innings a year for quite as long whereas Verlander was basically he was pretty much like the top guy on the staff wasn't he like when the Tigers were really good like ages ago yeah saying that I mean so Scherzer has picked pitched over 200 innings a year since 2013 but um, I mean I don't know maybe, maybe this argument is not valid but I, I don't think it's quite as long as Verlander like when Verlander first pitched 200 innings and, you know, let's have a look yeah 2007 Verlander pitched 200 first pitched 200 innings in the year yeah that's that's quite ridiculous pitched 240 in 2009 250 yeah. in 2011 yeah basically he's, he's got uh, more innings in his arm over a over a longer period of time and stuff, he's been like at the at the top. Uh, but like you say, like if he's still going, I guess it's sort of working the other way, doesn't it? It's like maybe maybe, maybe he's horrible. indestructible. Yeah, although it's unlikely. Um, anyway, let's let's do a quickly do um, MVP predictions. Um, I could be could be a bit out there and say someone that's not Mike Trout but that would be stupid so I'm just going to say Mike Trout for the American League yeah he's good but it would be impressive if he won the National League one as well yeah okay um, yeah Mike Trout for the American League I think you've got a Mike Trout every time because he's like always top two is is wrong if but he doesn't win it basically someone else someone else is quite like Mookie Betts last year someone else that's usually pretty good or like even really good He's gonna have the best season in their career again, though, aren't they? That's always always happens. Mike Trout's always right up there, and then there's just some guy that has the best season of his career and beats him to it. The thing and is, Mike he Trout's said... very nearly as good as him. Like by by a lot of stats, actually, Mike Trout was better offensively than uh, the Mookie Betts last year. Yeah, by like and by he... everyone's credit plus, I think. And a bit like you were saying about um about Trevor Bauer though, is like Mike Trout does this. I'm going to go and get better at this. He did it last year. I'm just yeah. I want to he, I want to get better in the off season, and he gets better every year. Yeah. Uh, it, like at some it? point, since, was it since? Was it since his first MVP? He's got his, his on base percentage has gone up every year or something. Is that the stat? Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah, he basically literally gets better every single year. And last year, he got to the point where, well, by I think it's by wedge, maybe it's OPS plus. I know they're, they're similar anyway. By one of those stats, he was pretty much twice as good as the average player. He was one nine nine on OPS plus. Yeah, so he was almost exactly twice as good as the average player last season. So you know, maybe he's going to break that barrier this year and go over the two hundred OPS plus mark, which I think is quite rare that anyone's ever, ever done that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's just it's absolutely disgraceful that you should do that. I mean, that is just it's like. like... <laughs> We'll get to the point where you're actually better than if they just didn't have, you know, they just play with eight players. Yeah. Um. So, 
seasons ever um, over 200, it's about 50, just over 50 seasons better than that ever. And that that's like Babe Ruth, Barry Bonds, Ted Williams. Yeah. I mean, who who else is the who else the potentially the guy that's just gonna have the best season in their career? I mean, a lot of people would say that Betts is you know Betts is gonna be a contender again. I mean, he's gonna he'd be up there, but it's the thing, like I, I don't know where I said it on my own podcast before about the, you know, it's like. I think Mookie Betts is really really good, but it's like if he repeats last year. That's like possibly the best two seasons in a row, like all time. Yeah, it's like I even, think even people like Babe Ruth, like hardly ever, hardly ever did that back to back. I think like, um, that's how ridiculously good he was last year. If we go for the betting now, I'd say Aaron Judge is a pretty good pick, actually. I think yes, actually, b- because if so, in a non-trout world, I think Judge's ceiling, like if we're talking about war, might be the highest because he could hit like I don't think it's achievable he hit like 60 home runs with like a 460 on base percentage yeah um I mean he basically is just he is actually like that good he is just an absolutely elite player she was injured for a bit last year so people yeah, missed out and, on it and was still really quite good yeah he wasn't quite as good as the year before but he was still really amazing um so I'd say he but like that's the thing is Mike Trout's like normal is so unbelievably all-time good that there's very few players that even you think like if they have their career year is that going to be good enough like one of the players I would have said was Francisco Lindor but he's hurt at the start of the year I think he's just had an ankle issue and it's like a year that starts like that I don't have confidence you can do enough well it's one of those things they've got to have it's usually they have the best of their career by quite a distance as well isn't it when when they're beating um, but yeah, Aaron Judge, I think, is potentially close to contender. So, I mean, like, Judge and Bregman, maybe Bregman could do it. Yeah. If he, like, had an explosive year. Um, but other than that, I just, I can't see anyone beating him if he's healthy all year. Should we, uh, should we talk to the, uh, talk about the National League before we, just before we run out of time? Yeah, this is more interesting, isn't it, actually? Yeah. Um, I mean, my pick, bit bit of a, an outside one. Daniel Murphy. Yeah, that's, who I I that's, that's a good bet because he's going to be like a long, I mean, long we just way. Talking out. About how people vote against Cosfield, like, like Arenado's never won it, which seems ridiculous. Yeah, like Arenado's yeah. usually my pick, but I don't know. I, I guess, I guess maybe because the people vote against him, it's not such a good pick. But like, I, I think he's going to have MVP level numbers. Yeah, I th- whether people, I vote, think that's fair. Vote him or not I mean well yeah because of like the average he's hit for and when he's not been playing at course field and when he goes to course could like yeah anyway I think he's I think he's the massive favourite to be the national league batting champion at least yeah and he also has quite a bit of power and he's going to play at course field so if he plays enough games though all of this is that's the the question mark with him um but then, it, like you, you can say that about everyone. Everyone can get hit on the hand and miss a month, so it's sort of irrelevant, really. It's, I don't really know. Yeah. You can't judge everything on that. Okay, so are those, who else have you? Who else have you got? Um, if I was betting, 
Ronald Acuna, I think, is a pretty yeah, just thinking of good him. option because um, just like he's, you feel like he's almost certainly going to be better than he was last year. Yeah, and he was, and he was really, very really good. good. Yeah, uh, there's um... my favourite would be Goldschmidt. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, Paul Goldschmidt. And well, now he's for the Cardinals, which is like a bigger, yeah, bigger name franchise Diamondbacks maybe we'll start getting appreciated a bit more yeah and actually Chris Bryant's a decent pick I yeah. think um, if he's well again if he's healthy but yeah, like yeah there's a, I've seen stuff about that actually I mean, the, about him was it shoulder injury he had yeah yeah and which is of, a, it's a running concern if he's fit or if he's like if it's going to affect him long term yeah um Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's like Josh Donaldson as well. If he stays, it's basically it. It seems like very wide open. Yeah, I think there's like twenty or thirty people you can make an argument for. Yeah, including a few pitchers. I mean, I I've still sort of maintained that Degrom should have won it last year. Yeah, he really but... should have. I mean, if I feel like Degrom, like if any any situation, um, that feels like the best chance for a pitcher to have won Cy Young. DeGrom last year where it was like one of the best starting pitching seasons of all time and there wasn't well Yelich basically had that good streak at the end that won it I guess but like there wasn't really any hitters that stood out that much yeah and that's why I think pitchers I, if, are very if much Yelich in it this didn't year do that, I think he, he will have won it he would have won it that's what I basically think the ceiling of the pitchers is quite a bit higher than the ceiling of the position players so yeah. it's unlike in the American League where well, obviously, like we just said, there's a handful of them that you think could post an all-time great year. I'm not sure you've got that in the National League in the same way because it is just it's lacking um, superstars with the same sort of track record, I think. But there are pitchers, and I include Syndergaard, who we mentioned, obviously Scherzer, DeGrom, even Walker Buehler, to be honest. All these guys who you think like they've got the stuff yeah. that they could have like a DeGrom-type year. And those seasons, I know people don't want to give it to pitchers, but if you're going to have pitchers eligible for the award, like you say, you should have uh, got it. Okay, so I think we've got to go now. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back once there's been some baseball actually happened. Yeah. Doesn't make any Can't sense, wait. but you know what I mean. And then we can actually talk about something, that's, you know, not just speculation about players moving and everything yeah um real life baseball yeah question is how many games can we watch in the next week <laughs> I, I reckon 20 we go for yeah 20. I, I think 20 is reasonable 20 is quite a lot actually isn't it but i'm gonna try yeah that's the target all right see ya bye